0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Or we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Welcome to 2024. As always, in the month of January, I do a 31-day series entitled 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program in the month of January 2024. We'll be doing that and today is day one. This year I'm going to open with some of the key speeches from the Department of Justice in 2023 and how those speeches really portend what DOJ enforcement will look like and equally importantly what you as a compliance professional will need to do to respond to these new DOJ initiatives. While there were, of course, multiple FCPA enforcement actions from 2023, I really think these speeches from the Department of Justice portend uh, where the DOJ is going with enforcement and give us greater insight to what their expectations were going to be. So we're going to uh, start this month by looking at these key speeches and other initiatives from the Department of Justice, and then we'll move into how you can respond for your compliance program. I know you'll enjoy this month of 31 days to a more effective compliance program, and I know you'll find it informative. Day one, what 2023 brought to compliance? 2023 was a very significant year for every compliance professional, compliance practitioner, and compliance program. While there was a paucity of corporate enforcement actions under the FCPA, there were significant announcements from the DOJ, which directly impact compliance professionals and compliance programs. The first announcement came in January, and it was the update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, which is now called the ECCP. So now we have the 2023 ECCP. Next, we had speeches about the increased focus on clawbacks and other areas from of consequence management, including financial incentives from Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco and Assistant Attorney General Kenneth Poley now retired. In October, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco announced a new mergers and acquisition safe harbor policy. Finally, in late November, Acting Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Nicole Terry delivered remarks at the 39th International Conference on the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act on the use of data analytics in a compliance program and, more importantly, DOJ expectations going forward. The 2023 ECCP brought several, forward several new initiatives, which were laid out uh, in the 2020 update uh, and had, of course, additions and deletions. It incorporated many of the concepts from the 2022 Monaco Memo, and uh, the March speeches that I reference added to this uh, body of knowledge, but also to compliance complexity. As noted, the speeches were by Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco and Assistant Attorney General Kenneth Polite. And they both previewed a number of initiatives by the DOJ, which every compliance professional needs to study in some detail. These new initiatives included the Criminal Division's pilot program regarding compensation, incentives, and clawbacks, evaluation of corporate compliance programs, or the 2023 ECCP, and the revised memorandum on the selection of monitors in Criminal Division matters. In October 2023, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco returned to the stage to announce a new policy regarding M&A. It's the mergers and acquisitions safe harbor policy that encourages companies to self-disclose criminal misconduct discovered in by an acquiring company during the acquisition of a target. Under the policy, the acquiring party will receive a presumption of a criminal declination if promptly and voluntarily discloses criminal conduct, cooperates with any invest, ensuing investigation, and in, engages in appropriate remediation, restitution, and disgorgement. The self-harbor policy is a clear continuation of the DOJ's push for voluntary corporate self-disclosure. Monaco outlined efforts by the Department of Justice to increase the benefits to companies that voluntarily disclosed corporate misconduct rather than companies that decide not to disclose misconduct. The key for the acquiring company is to obtain the carrot the DOJ is dangling, and poses the question as to the stick the DOJ might wield if a self-disclosure does not achieve safe harbor, or more broadly, if the acquirer fails to identify criminal misconduct in the acquisition process, either pre- or post-closing. This new M&A safe po- harbor policy clearly demonstrates the DOJ's interest in a, uh, to avoid discouraging companies with strong compliance programs from acquiring companies with ineffective compliance programs or a history of misconduct. To the contrary, the DOJ is seeking to incentivize an inquiring company to disclose, to timely disclose misconduct uncovered in the MA process. In December, a speech by uh, Nicole Argentaria focused on data analytics as a key component of a best practices compliance program going forward. So, what are today's three key takeaways? Number one. 2003 was a clear year for DOJ evolution and its views on compliance programs. Number two, clawbacks, incentives, and consequence management have become even more important. And number three, the new DOJ Safe Harbor Initiative for M&A raises many questions. I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day two, where we take a look at the DOJ's comments on financial incentives and consequence management for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.